You know those people in your life that have a problem with you enforcing a boundary? In other words, they don't like the fact that they can't get away with treating you the way they want to treat you and you enforce a boundary with them. And so they may project or, or criticize you or name call you or tell you that you're being intimidating or difficult. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. That's what we're getting into today on From Fear to Love. You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee. Are you one of those people that go through life consistently hearing from other people tell you that you're intimidating or maybe you're difficult? And it feels really kind of a sour feeling when you interact with that person because you feel like that's not fair. Why is this person labeling me? Why, why are they trying to modify or change my behavior? Am I doing something wrong? Well, this is kind of, you know, we talked about uh, gaslighting in a previous episode, but this is actually a form of gaslighting. It is a manipulative tactic intended to get you to change your behavior. Well, I don't want to talk about boundaries today. Instead, I want to explain and kind of open up Pandora's box, if you will, to explain why do people act this way? This is why. When you enforce a healthy boundary with someone because of a maladaptive behavior, a maladaptive treatment, maybe they're calling you intimidating. Maybe they are telling you that you're acting in a way that makes them feel inferior or insecure. And you realize that you're not doing anything wrong, but yet you're being made out to be the villain in the story. Well, here's why. Because people that are insecure, and, and, and keep in mind too, this is not an attempt to get anyone to feel bad about themselves. So you may be listening to this today and you may think for a second, gosh, you know what? Do I do that? Is this something that I'm doing? Am I engaging in these behaviors? It's possible. You may very well be uh, the culprit, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But again, keep in mind, this is a non-judgmental podcast. This is a, not an intention of trying to get people to, uh, I'm not trying to vilify a particular part of the population. I'm not sitting here trying to say that these are bad people and you need to avoid these people and these people should, you know, change their ways because they're being bad. No, what I'm trying to do is to educate and I'm trying to inform everyone as to having an understanding why people engage in these behaviors to begin with. This is not an intention of justifying it and excusing bad behavior, but it is a reason why it happens. And when we understand, well, hell, that's half the battle, right? So why do people push back and project against your healthy boundaries? Well, first of all, I'm the first one to tell you, I hear it all the time. Alma, you're intimidating. Alma, you're difficult. I had a, I had a gentleman tell me, and he was being perfectly, he's a nice person, perfectly nice person. There's nothing as far as I could tell. Don't know him that well. Um, just social interactions. But he just, he said, Alma, you, you know, you're, you're difficult. You're, you're a little difficult. And I took it, I was taken aback by that. I thought, wow, that's uh, mildly offensive, but I appreciate your honesty. You know, we didn't really get into it, but it is the causation for why I'm speaking to you today. Because after having some time to consider it, I just realized that my personality, granted, I'm not perfect. I'll say that time and time again, I'm not perfect, but the, the, 
fact of the matter is that I'm a very opinionated woman and my opinions have receipts. I know what I'm talking about for the most part, when it, especially when it comes to uh, mental health, uh, mindsets, and healthy you know, mentalities. I know what I'm talking about. I know what works. I know what helps people. I know where my intentions are. Now, um, personal, you know, the little idiosyncratic pieces of people's individuals' personalities, I may not necessarily understand those, but on a grander scale of how human behaviors interact with each other, I got the receipts. I know what I'm talking about. And I think that that part of that comes across as intimidating to other people. But here's the catch. Here's the caveat to that right? It's not that I'm intimidating. It's that you're intimidated because not everyone who interacts with me or perhaps you, if that's the case, if you're listening to this and you recognize that there are a lot of personality similarities between you and I, maybe you're an expert at what you do professionally. Maybe you're an expert in, in maybe a hobby. Maybe you're a great golfer. Maybe you're a great, you know, uh, musician, you know, you have a skill, you have a skill set, you have a talent, something that other people admire in, in you. Could be, it could be construed as an intimidating feature, but it's not that you're intimidating. It's that they are intimidated. You got to understand the difference. And there's a key here because you're just doing what you're doing, just like I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think that as for the, you know, long and short of it, I'm not going to sit here and minimize it. I do think that what I do is uh, beneficial. Otherwise, I wouldn't get on a podcast and create this, you know, platform for you to listen to if I didn't believe in it, if I didn't believe I was good at it. And I think that that holds true for a lot of people. Now, I've had people interact with me and, and make comments about how intimidating I am. Well, let's look at that message. What is the message that's being delivered and why? That's what we're going to talk about today. The message being delivered. When someone tells you to your face or maybe over social media, whatever, and they say, Jack or Jill or whoever you are, you're intimidating. Wow, you're really, you know, I don't mean to be mean or rude or crass, but you're, you're difficult. What does that mean? Well, that means that the person who is communicating that idea or opinion means that they are placing upon you the role and responsibility for change in that situation. The conflict in that comes from the fact that you aren't doing anything wrong. You aren't doing anything incorrectly. By being good at what you do is an intimidating feature for that person. The person who is telling you that you're intimidating or you're difficult has something in them that is made to feel very uncomfortable. They feel triggered, they feel distressed, because something about you is causing them to have an uncomfortable feeling. So instead of looking in themselves, instead of looking inside and saying, wow, I don't like this feeling. I don't like the way I feel when I'm around this person. And it's, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not saying anything wrong, but the way they act makes me feel uncomfortable. Instead of looking in and identifying where that trigger is coming from, it tends to be easier for them to look outward and to express an opinion that is maladaptive and it's manipulative in order to get you to stop doing something that's causing them discomfort. And that, that's the gaslighting feature. That's, that's, the, uh, that's incorrect. That's manipulation. And it shouldn't be tolerated. Now, do I think that people who act this way are bad people? Absolutely not. 
Not at all. A lot of really, really nice people in this world that do really, really good work, that are really good, helpful, kind, empathetic, compassionate people may have a knee-jerk response to their triggers. And if they are around someone that makes them uncomfortable, they may knee-jerk into that space of, I've got to defend myself, right? I mean, we all do it. We've all been triggered. We've all been triggered. I know that I've done it when I've been in a situation where I felt an uncomfortable sense of distress. And maybe I didn't know exactly where it was coming from, but I knew what was causing it. So my knee-jerk response was to address the causation as opposed to the reason it was happening to begin with. In other words, let's break it down because I know I'm getting in a soapbox here. Let's say that as a little kid, you know I always go back to the childhood. It always It's always rooted in childhood experiences. Let's say I'm a little kid and I'm always getting yelled at. Okay, and let's say that uh, the person that's always yelling at me has a has a real deep voice. Oh, I can give you a great example because I can think of something that ties into this ex- expressly. So um, I had uh, when I was a little kid, I was always scared of men with deep voices because of my father. Well, I had a really really sweet uncle, a really sweet uncle that was super kind and. And he was funny and he would laugh and he would joke and cut up with us, but he had a really deep voice. And for the majority of my childhood, I was deeply fearful of that. That's kind of what I'm talking about right here. He, I found him to be very intimidating. My uncle was intimidating to me as a child. As a child, he was very intimidating through no fault of his own. Now, if this situation had occurred as an adult and I was still feeling that way, I might feel compelled to tell him, you know, you're really intimidating. I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it when you speak in your own natural speaking voice. Now, that would not be fair to him because that he's not doing anything wrong. He's not acting any, any sort of way. He's not attacking me. But just by sheer default of who he was and the fact that he had a deep voice was causing me to feel a fear, a fear, an intimidation. That is what's going on now. So if you, like me, go through life and you're consistently being told that, you know, you don't need to enforce that boundary or you don't need to tell somebody this and you don't need to talk like that and you don't need to stand up for this and you don't need to behave this way. Your behavior is not necessarily wrong, particularly when it's being sort of thinly and veiled attacked. Like when somebody says kind of in the the tone of voice, like it's intended to help you, but in reality, it's really just to get you to second guess yourself so that you change your behavior. And by default, changing your behavior will make them more comfortable so they won't be triggered. You know, let those boundaries go so that I'm more comfortable in your space. In other words, you need to change versus me because I'm the one being triggered by your behavior. And I don't want to dig in and look inside myself and figure out what's going on with me that's causing me to feel this way. It's normal. It's normal. And and, until you have experienced going through a therapeutic relationship with a therapist, you really don't know any better. You honestly don't. People don't know any better. We don't know better until we learn better. That's the truth of all of this. That's what I'm attempting to unveil to you today is to understand why people do what they do when it comes to, you know, people who have a problem with you enforcing healthy boundaries. When you walk through this life and you refuse to dim your shine, people are going to get pissed off. People are going to have a problem with you. You already know that. I don't have to tell you that. Most people know that anyway. And it's the reason why most people do 
kind of dim their light and, and quiet themselves and minimize themselves for the comfort of others. I see it a lot in relationships. I see a lot of people in partnerships that do not actualize their own talents, their gifts, their desires, their dreams. They pull themselves back for fear of challenging their partner, you know, unintentionally so that their partner is more comfortable being in their presence. And you know what? To each their own. I mean, I, who am I to sit here and tell somebody that they're living their life incorrectly, especially if it's working for them? All I know is that it doesn't work for me. I'm the happiest I am when I am being uh, authentic in, in my station. I'm taking, you know, I'm owning my agency. I am being who I am in alignment with my own critical thinking, my own values, and my own desires. And I'm honoring those without limiting myself based upon the worry that what I do is going to affect, adversely affect other people because it's going to challenge them to do the same things. So you know what I'm talking about. The people that tell you that you're intimidating, tell you that you're difficult, tell you that something about you makes them uncomfortable. Have the conversation. Well, first of all, if I'm doing something that's inappropriate or that is you know, dysfunctional, maybe I do need to check myself. But that conversation is never going to be healthy when it is a derivative of gaslighting, when it means that the person who is being triggered challenges you in a gaslighting way, because that's dysfunctional. That's not, that's not healthy. If someone says, you know, when you talk like that, I get really, I get, I got, I kind of get fearful. Then those real conversations can take place because there's respect. When somebody is gaslighting you, there's no respect. All it is is this, it's an intention to manipulate you in order to get you to change so that they don't have to deal with whatever is bothering them, with, with whatever you're doing that's triggering them. But it's disrespectful because it's not taking account of being honorable in that connection. You can have a conversation. I could ask my uncle to speak softly. You know, I, I have a hard time being around men with deep voices. Not that I ever would, but obviously I'm an adult now. It doesn't bother me now, but I'm just saying hypothetically, I could, I could let him know how his deep voice makes me feel. And he might, out of the kindness of his heart, take into consideration how his voice triggers me. And, and maybe he, he might turn his volume down a little bit to make me more comfortable. But I've approached it in a way that has been honorable and respectful of him. And I didn't try to manipulate or, you know, marginalize who he was by telling him, you know what, you speak too loud or your voice is too deep. That's judgy. That's judgmental. And we're not here to judge. That's not what we want. We want clear communication. We want firm boundaries that are respected. And we want to express respect for other people. It's all about holding ourselves in accountability. You know, it's all about holding ourselves in a space where, you know, Maybe we do need to look at ourselves. It's hard to admit that you're wrong. If I'm walking around and going through life and I never once talked to a therapist and I have trauma that I've never addressed, everything in my life around me is going to cause me to feel like crap. And then I'm going to expend my precious emotional energy trying to control every single person that's in my circle. I'm going to try to gaslight everybody so that I can avoid being triggered. But if you do the work on yourself, and I'm speaking to the people that are engaging in these behaviors specifically, if you look in yourself and you address the root cause of your trigger and you understand why 
those people make you feel a certain level of distress, then the only thing that you need to change is you. And you don't need to waste all of your energy trying to control everyone around you. First of all, you're not going to be able to do it. It's going to frustrate the hell out of you and it's going to erode those relationships because nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to be around some asshole who is constantly judging every move they make. And you know the people that I'm talking about. You're sitting there right now, probably in your car listening to this podcast thinking, yep, that reminds me of so-and-so. Maybe it reminds you of a couple of people. I can think of a couple of people offhand right now as I'm recording this that they really need to kick their own ass and look at all of the pain that they've experienced back in the day that has gone unresolved for so many years. And all they ever do is blame other people for their distress because all they're doing is moving through life being constantly triggered. And so they treat people like shit because in their mind, well, you're triggering me, so I get a right to talk shit to you, you know? And that's not the way any of this should work. None of this should work. So if that's you... If you find yourself constantly around people that make you feel bad about yourself, first of all, give yourself some grace. You know, if you, especially if you have been an asshole to other people, you got to take a time out. You have to take a time out on trying to manipulate and control the way other people make you feel. You have to. You can find some relief in this by figuring out why you're being triggered. Why do you care? Why do you care about somebody who is intimidating or difficult? All that is, is a challenge for you to grow. I mean, first you have to heal and then you grow. But the, the challenge lies within you. You have to look inside yourself because that is the only way that you are ever going to find any answers in this world is, it, is within you. Otherwise, you are just going to spin your wheels trying to constantly get other people around you to change. And you know what? You, you will succeed because there will be people that will want to be around you and they will minimize themselves in order to be with you, in order to be your friend, your partner, your colleague, your neighbor. They will do what they can in order to keep you comfortable because that's in their nature. And you know what? Those are the people that are not going to actualize themselves because they're not holding space for their own agency. They're not putting themselves in a place of priority. They're putting you in a place of priority. And that's a whole different podcast altogether. We could talk about that. But here's the thing. In closing, if you are, this is two, a two-part closing. Number one, if you are that person that's constantly being told that there's something about you that, you know what, you should just, you know, trust people a little more. Or you should not be so loud or you should do this or you should do that. You need to figure out what you need to do. You need to answer that question for yourself. You need to listen to your intuition, your higher self, and find those answers. Because only one person can answer that question for you, and that's you. You need to know what you need to change about yourself. And if you do need to change, are you being maladaptive? Is it, is it accurate that you're intentionally bulldozing your way through the world and people are constantly saying, hey, that's intimidating? Maybe you need to tone it back and maybe you need to realize what it is about your personality that is problematic. But at the end of the day, if you just feel like you're a strong, independent person and just by default, your attitude, your behavior, and your personality makes people around you uncomfortable just because of you doing the same things that anybody else would do, that's on them. That's on them. You keep doing you. Don't ever let somebody gaslight you into thinking that your healthy boundaries are a problematic feature of your, 
of who you are, of your personality. Don't do that. Part two in closing is that if you are going around and telling people, well, you're, you're intimidating or you're difficult, my friend, again, no judgment here, no judgment whatsoever. You have healing to do. You do. Because if you feel compelled to tell someone that they're intimidating, particularly if men are telling women this, you need to heal. There is something about your personality that makes you feel uncomfortable in their presence because you feel minimized being in their presence. And you don't like that feeling. I don't think anybody would. But you don't like how that feels. So instead of looking inward, you're looking outside of yourself in order to alleviate that distress. And that's inaccurate. That's dysfunctional. You can't go through life that way because you'll just spin your wheels trying to, trying to get everybody to change so that you don't have to. But you can change yourself. And you can find healing and you can find growth from understanding why you feel insecure around that person. Because that's what it is, is insecurity. The intimidation lies within you. That person's not necessarily doing anything wrong. And that person is not difficult. That, might, that person might be difficult for you, but that person is not by default difficult if what it is is causing you to have uprooted triggers and distress just by mere conversation with that person. That's something that you need to heal, my friend. And you deserve to heal it. And you can absolutely heal it in therapy. Cognitive behavioral reframing will do the trick if you're in with a, a good therapist that knows what they're talking about that can help you reframe your perspectives. That's all it is. I mean, that's really all this is anyway, is perspectives. Understand this. Trauma is insidious. And if it's causing you to engage in, you know, asshole behaviors, take a, take a step back, give yourself a little bit of grace. If you know that you are having problems connecting with other people or other people make you constantly feel insecure, you don't have to live like that. Your insecurity is rooted solely in a cognition, which is a belief set about who and what you are. You can take ownership of your confidence just with the snap of a finger. That's all you have to do. And maybe it seems kind of hokey and, you know, magical, but the truth of the matter is the reason that you're insecure is because you believe that you're less than. And when you change that mindset and when you learn that you are indeed worthy, those insecurities go away. And then when you have the conversations or when you interact with people that would normally make you feel insecure or people that you might project against by calling them uh, intimidating or difficult, then that won't exist anymore because you've done the healing because your cognitions have shifted into a space of worthiness where you will see yourself as equals and you won't see that person as intimidating any longer. That's it. From fear to love. This has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening. Yeah.